Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. Guys, punch it. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. The show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, is the subject. And joining me once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. Luke? Oh, I love a pint, mate. Of course. How was your holiday? Phenomenal. Okay, have a good time, you guys. Well, he seems to be enjoying himself. Yes, Master Bly Walker, Blylo Ren, Blyden Voss, Blyden Versio, Blygon Jin, Tobias Beckett, Bly G88, Bly Miradi, Clone Commander Bly is sunning up in Spain with his lovely wife. So I'm flying Han Solo for this episode. However, you haven't heard the last from Luke for this episode. He will be back later in the show for a surprise and an awesomely entertaining segment. Uh, and he may be popping up elsewhere too. But first... Time to talk Star Wars. What's the word from the cantina? What's been happening in the galaxy? <sighs> Unfortunately, we, we got to open on some sad news this week. Some very sad news. Early last week, the man behind Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew, passed away aged 74, his family announced. <sighs> Losing another of the original members of the gang is tough. And it was a blow to hear the news. I think it was a blow to Star Wars fans everywhere, judging by the outpouring of... Uh, what kind words and emotion. But Peter, Peter was always so pleased, wasn't he, and proud to be part of the franchise. But not just that, he gave so much back to us, the fans as well. His love for the franchise and the fans was as big as he was. And this is a big loss to the Star Wars family, and it's a huge shame as well. Uh, George Lucas says, Peter was a wonderful man. He was the closest any human being could be to a Wookiee. Big heart, gentle nature... And I learned to always let him win. He was a good friend and I'm saddened by his passing. Mark Hamill called him the gentlest of giants. Juno Suetamo, the new incumbent of the fur, delivered some heartfelt tributes as well uh, to his mentor. And Harrison Ford said, We were partners in film and friends in life for over 30 years and I loved him. And these are just small examples of the warmth and love that people felt for Peter. Uh, and whilst Master Blywalker... Is not here physically now. He did send in the following words regarding Peter. Hey Matt, hey Star Wars Sessions listeners. Hope everyone's all well. Obviously I'm not there this week, but um, I wanted to just leave a quick message regarding the news, the sad news we got about Peter Mayhew, um, who, was, who was a great guy, you know, responsible for one of the greatest, most iconic characters we've had in fiction and especially cinema ever and you know we're all really sad by the news and obviously my thoughts and I know a lot of our thoughts with his family his friends and his uh his inner circle at the moment and we're all thinking of them you know it won't be the same without him uh, it was it was amazing knowing that he helped out so much um with this new generation of star wars especially the force awakens and he's effectively handed over the baton to uh 
Junus, Yunus, Sotamo, the Finnish guy, the Finnish basketball player, now plays Chewy. But it's not about him at the moment. But, you know, I just thought I'd share my thoughts. You know, the guy, I never got to meet him. Um, but when you saw him in interviews and stuff, and especially when you uh, heard his story of how he was cast to play Chewbacca by George Lucas, it's so funny. It's so, so funny. And the guy seemed like such such a good person, nice guy. So, yeah, my uh, our thoughts with, with his family at the moment. But uh, I just wanted to leave that message. I uh, hope uh, you enjoy the rest of the show, Matt. Don't uh, bore them with too much stuff, geezer. See ya. Well said, my friend. And yes, from Star Wars Sessions, we extend our thoughts and sympathies to those closest to Peter. Rest well, sir. You shall be remembered. So on to, on to other news now. Uh, Star Wars Day, May the 4th, has been and gone. And as usual, it was a fun, positive celebration of all things Star Wars. It was great seeing what you guys are up to. And I myself enjoyed the works of John Williams during the day amongst doing some DIY. Uh, and a cheeky little watch of Return of the Jedi as well, uh, just for that victory celebration at the end, so I could have an upbeat end to Star Wars Day. And thank you for all the kind messages from you guys. As part of Star Wars Day, Lucasfilm dropped the lineup for the journey to the rise of Skywalker novels, the rise of Skywalker. Uh, we get the ubiquitous visual dictionary and the art of book, which has got a banging cover with Rey and Kylo on, doing some sort of like force fight from different planets. It looks awesome. But, uh, of course, it's just concept art. Uh, plus novels. We've got the uh, Resistance Reborn, which is about Leia, Poe, Ray and Finn attempting to rebuild the Resistance post-TLJ. So in that kind of one, two-year gap between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Another called Force Collector, about a teenager seeking to discover more about the Force and its connection to the Jedi and himself. We get Allegiance, which follows Leia as she reaches out to her former allies, the Mon Calamari, to help in the fight against the First Order pre-The Last Jedi. And Spark of Resistance, uh, with a synopsis of, when a distress plea goes up from the isolated planet Minfar, Resistance heroes Ray, Poe and Rose hear the call, give up the Rose, yes. Uh, together they will face down a First Order battalion, terrifying flying creatures, and a weapon that could change the course of the war. As long as it's not a Death Star or Starkiller base, there's no issues there. I pulled that one out because the front cover reminded me of the uh, Before the Awakening covers, uh, which I really enjoyed that book. Uh, but there's also a lot more uh, for the kids as well, and some behind-the-scenes look at the saga ending flick as well. So I'm really looking forward to what Lucasfilm have got for us in the Rise of Skywalker timeline. Uh, also, on books, did Penguin Random House Australia drop a big old clanger recently? A webpage for the upcoming Black Spire novel... Um, has caused a bit of a stir by showing a synopsis for an apparent Kylo Ren future novel. Uh, I love me a Kylo Ren novel. And it looks like novels are going to be filling in the backstory because I can't imagine Adam Driver signing up for a Disney Plus show. Or to be honest, too many films after the saga. It's clear that he enjoys playing the character, but Adam Driver's a busy man. He's a man in demand. How many Star Wars films is he going to do? So I think we're going to have to console ourselves with the fact that we're going to be seeing and hearing more of Kylo Ren in comics, novels, and maybe some more gameplay a la Battlefront 2. But, I mean, this this may end up being a load of bantha poodoo. But keep your ears to the ground, all you Kylo stands out there. Uh, and finally, in the world of news, the first canon audiobook novel was released in the form of Dooku, Jedi Lost. Uh, it's, well, it's not the story of Count Dooku lost in a strange city. <laughs> I make myself laugh. But the story of uh, Dooku's fall from the Jedi... 
It also deals with his friendship with Jedi Sifo Dias or Blifo Dias for you guys out there. And he should be familiar already as the man who gave the order for the Grand Clone Army of the Republic on Kamino, uh, way back in Attack of the Clones. Uh, it also tells of Dukes taking on Padawan Qui-Gon Jinn and his mission with Jedi Master uh, Lena Costano, I believe, that takes him across the galaxy to find relics of the Sith. All this whilst trying to break free from the shackles of his upbringing on Sereno. Um... Dooku's been having a bit of a resurgence. There's a lot of love for old Dukes out there at the minute. And I'm starting to think that Dooku is actually his first name, Count Dooku. Because in the book, people just call him, you know, Dooku. But they also refer to other characters by their first name, like familial members by their first name. But who knows? Um, he's a, Obviously, he's a playable character on Battlefront 2. You can also play him in his pyjamas, which is a really odd choice of skin. But fair enough, Dooku in his pyjamas. We fancy taking out some fools dressed up as Dukes in his night gear. Um, the uh, and appearances elsewhere in canon as well. So the Count's getting a proper backstory ahead of his beheading in Revenge of the Sith. Um, I enjoyed this quite a bit actually. Uh, and it's, it's done by Cavan Scott, uh, who who wrote this, and it shed some pretty interesting light on certain topics and added some you know, fine contributions to the canon. Uh, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you may notice or feel a strong Potter vibe from this. I certainly felt a Potter vibe from this as young Dooku and Sifo Dias were kind of like the <laughs> Harry and Ron. Of that particular story. Um, plus it had a full voice cast as well. So it really was like an old radio drama. All backed by that awesome emotional Star Wars music and the sound effects. Which I re- this is what I love about the audio books. They chuck in. They spare no expense on the music and the sound effects. You really do feel like you're in in the uh, in the story itself. But that's all I'll say. Because it's still fairly fresh in the public. And not everyone has had a chance to listen. But go to audible.com and give it a listen. Or wherever you get your audiobooks from. So with that... I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Uh, sorry. At, at times I feel like I can hear Luke channeling his positivity through the Force. I certainly hope you guys can hear that and that I'm not losing my mind. But um, yeah, again, moving on. Uh, I'm a big fan of canon in general. I love the lore. I love the world building that Lucasfilm does so well. And the new section of this show was all about canon novels, mainly due to that being the only news this week. It really was, other than obviously the sad passing of Peter Mayhew. So it ties in nicely to the main segment of the show, because I'm talking canon novels. All canon, all the time. Uh, And I'm going to talk some of my favourite novels. And you guys, the most marvellous listeners and Star Wars fans out there, have sent in your voice messages and comments with your favourites and worst as well. So we're going to be diving into those. So uh, let's not listen to me talking away. And let's get into it with me talking away. For me, the number one novel, the best one out there currently, and has been since release, was Lost Stars. Uh, it's written by Claudia Gray. It starts about 11 years before A New Hope and eventually incorporates the key moments from the entire original trilogy and also uh, covers some of the Battle of Jakku as well. At its core we have Thane Kyrell and Sienna Ree, who are both from the remote planet of Jelukan, 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 Jelikan, um Jelukan I think, who are the best of friends growing up and later in life those feelings developed into love. Um both of them joined the Imperial ranks and made pretty good names for themselves. However, Thane eventually sees the Empire for what they are and eventually defects to the rebellion, while Sienna's fierce loyalty loyalty to the Empire keeps her put. Uh, the two try to put their feelings aside as the galactic conflict escalates more and more, leading to that climactic battle over Jakku. But it's so much more than just star-crossed lovers on opposite sides, though. 
The supporting characters of Jude Edivon, Kendi Adili, Nash Winderider especially, Beris Sai, Ved Foslo, they're so well fleshed out. And Lost Stars manages to add greater layers of depth to already established moments in lore, like the legendary moments we know. Some of the moments in the beats are convenient, to say the least. But Claudia Gray writes so well that I wasn't bothered. If you haven't read this or heard the audiobook, I highly recommend it. I was literally hooked straight away, and I'm one of those guys clamouring to find out more about the characters post-release. There's also an official manga adaptation out there, if manga's your jive. I also really enjoyed Bloodline, again from Claudia Gray. Uh, This one deals with a political landscape about six years, I think, prior to The Force Awakens, and focuses pretty much just on Leia Organa. To some people, the mere thoughts of politics in Star Wars will bring the coldest of shudders, and a reminder that Delo Feliguts is an actual term used in Star Wars. But um, Bloodline describes uh, and presents that landscape in such a satisfying, engaging way that politics suddenly becomes pretty cool. Uh, On one side, we've got the centrists, with Lady Carice Sindian at the wheel, and on the other side we have the Populists, uh, led by Senator Organa. Uh, and in Mon Mothma's absence, she's still alive, just a bit poorly, there's a void in leadership which needs to be filled by a candidate from one of those parties to become the first uh, f- newly appointed first senator. And the book basically follows a tangled web that is galactic po- po- uh, politics. We get espionage, treachery, bonds made and broken, underworld shadiness, gangs, loyalty, napkin bombings, and parental reveals, because what would Star Wars be without those parental reveals? It's all there. Uh, the characters of Ransom Castafo or Casterfo and Carice Sindian are excellent additions to the canon, and the major revelation of Bloodline is so well done, including the fallout. But read the book, honestly, read the book to get the full feeling of it. This book is satisfying. But what I will say is a massive statue of Bail Organa is erected on the planet of Hosnian Prime. The may ring a bell because we know that that planet gets blown to smithereens in The Force Awakens, so it seems wherever Bale goes, planets blow up. Uh, something I'm noticing there. i also got to throw out to Catalyst, a Rogue One novel by James Lucino. This has been described as wordy, scientific, heavy, and not a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. Some of it might be true, okay, some of it, but that doesn't take away from how decent it is. It describes the lifespan of a Death Star up until Rogue One, uh, and includes all the machinations between Tarkin and Krennic, which we see in that film, um, and they're really odds in this book and the Geonosians part in the construction of the Death Star as well there's great backstory for Krennic and Tarkin but also for Galen, Lyra and Jin Erso too Jin Erso, yes uh, for the prequelists out there there's a ton of great prequel references as well read this before watching Rogue One and the payoff is immense trust me you won't be disappointed if you watch it before uh, read it before watching Rogue One and also just go back and watch Rogue One because it's awesome Couple more from my list. Uh, Life Debt slash Empire's End, both by Chuck Wendig, part of the Aftermath trilogy. And that first Aftermath wasn't what people thought it would be. Looking back, I think I enjoy it more than I did at the time, but it wasn't the rousing success I thought it was going to be, given the hype, because there was big hype coming out of this, uh, out of the publishers and out of the, the Twitterverse and the yeah, Instagram and the socialverse, sorry. Uh, Life Debt, which is the second act of the trilogy, is a marked improvement on the first one. It tells the story of Han Solo paying off his last outstanding debt by helping Chewbacca liberate Kashyyyk from the Imperial rule. Uh, at the same time, we get Imperial Officer Ray Sloan, a.k.a. Awesome Ray Sloan. She's been hunted across the galaxy by Nora Wexley uh, and co. as Leia and the New Republic try to make a peace treaty with the remnant of the Empire. 
Um, Han and Chewie go missing, and of course, then everything goes out the window. Uh, the writing this time is a lot more concise than Aftermath, but Wendig still sticks to his trademark style for the most part. I don't mind it too much, but the first one was a bit of a struggle. I've heard people say this is a step up because there are familiar characters this time around, but other novels have uh, lack familiar names, and they're good, so I'm not entirely sure I buy that argument. Uh, we also get the mysterious Gallius Rax, and a million Snoke theories began because of him. Uh, Sinjir, Rathfellas, still awesome. And Mr. Bones is Mr. Bones' level of cool. Uh, there's some good interludes. And Life Debt is just a very good book. But you do have to read Aftermath first. As for Empire's End, I was pumped for this book coming out. Uh, off the back of Life Debt. But um, also, uh, well, other novels material touched on the Battle of Jakku. But Empire's End promised to be the definitive account of what happened. And it didn't disappoint. As the battle raged on... I was literally sunk into the pages, feeling every blow, blaster shot, TIE fighter attack and all. It really was a riveting read. And a great send-off from Chuck Windig. I won't say too much, because there's a lot that happens, and as a trilogy finale, you've got to check it out for yourself. The Wendig-created characters really come into their own here, and Ray Sloan continued to be the boss. The the interludes were like a pat on the back for canon as well. There's a section on Lumpawaru, Chewie's lad, or Lumpy, Jar Jar gets an ending. The Church of the Force, which uh, Law Santeca is a part of, gets is expanded on. As are the Acolytes of the Beyond. Are they the Knights of Ren? Who knows? And we get some Lando as well. So Empire's End is just a damn good book in nearly every way possible. Uh, and last up for me was Laws of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp. In a nutshell. Cham Sindula's free Ryloth movement. They take down a ship which carries Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader, causing it to crash on Ryloth. And... Basically, the novel focuses on their murderous escape and the rebels furiously hunting them down. Uh, it's pretty well written, but that ending is pure Vader. Pure evil. And it's just good to see a novel focusing on the darker side of Star Wars. Uh, so, there... There we go. I'm, in my head, I can hear the guy. Uh, that's enough for me, though. The word was put out on that there internet, and you guys delivered as always. Let's kick off with the voice messages from you legends out there. And we'll start with this one from Aaron Quinton on Twitter, at AaronQuinton78. Greetings from across the galactic pond. Thanks, uh, guys, for uh, having me on here. Um, so I'll make this quick. My three top canon novels in Star Wars fiction right now, um, that would definitely be... Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice. I, I absolutely love the relationship that she unravels between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and the lore and the bits about prophecy. Uh, number two would be, um, because I'm very biased, I love the Ahsoka novel. I love what they added to her character. I love how she meets Bail Organa. And I love what she does with the Inquisitor's lightsaber, kyber crystals, um, purifying them. And finally, Bloodline by Claudia Gray has got to be up there for me. I love the inner realizations that Leia goes through in that novel. So I am a bit of a Claudia Gray fan. And thanks again for having me. May the Force be with you always. Yes, thank you, Aaron. Um, Master and Apprentice. I was, on the last show, I said it was so far not bad. I've now read it. And my opinion of it has gone up. It's not my favourite Claudia Gray book, but I dig everything you say there. The prophecy uh, reveals in this book are awesome. And you know what? They're really well done. And they add so many layers to 
the subsequent films. And I love the Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon relationship as the book goes on. Again, really adds, fleshes out the Phantom Menace relationship of the guys. Ahsoka, this guy's biased. He clearly loves Ahsoka. I am usually on the fence of Ahsoka. I, um, at times I think she's great. And at others, I don't feel Dave Filoni's intense love for her. The novel, though, is decent. The Kyber Crystal info did cause a stir in fandom, but it didn't bother me. I can accept it. There's a great Obi-Wan Kenobi interlude in the desert as well. Uh, and Bloodline. I've just mentioned Bloodline. And yeah, the inner, inner realisations that Leia goes through in this book are so well done. Claudia Gray is uh, MVP, really, industry, when it comes to writing. So, yeah, thank you, Aaron, for that. Three very good books and off to a cracking start. Next up, though, hailing from the Ukraine is Alderanian Rose on Twitter, at Alderanian R. Hey everybody, my name is Rose and I'm here to share three of my favorite canon Star Wars books. Number one, Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray. We all know Leia from the films as the intelligent, strong, independent, tenacious leader. But what a dream come true to meet her as a 16-year-old, still trying to find her place in the galaxy. We also get to know the parents who raised Leia, Brea and Bail Organa. And this book has everything from politics to espionage to family dynamics and a coming-of-age story during one of the most intense periods of the galaxy's history. Claudia Gray's writing is unmatched. She gives such emotional depth to the characters, to the story. You feel like you're in it with them. My next recommendation is another Claudia Gray book, Bloodline. Well, let's be honest, The Force Awakens abruptly dropped us into a time period we didn't have much context for. But Bloodline finally addresses that. I'd argue it sheds the most light on the sequel trilogy and is therefore essential reading to understanding the newest era of Star Wars. And quickly, my third recommendation is Thrawn by Timothy Zahn. It was like he wrote Sherlock Holmes and Watson in space. I can't recommend this book highly enough. I didn't like Thrawn Alliance as the second book, but with the return of Eli Vanto in the third, I can't wait for it. All right, those are my favorite canon books. Hit me up on Twitter with yours, at Alderanian Rose. Nihai Budizvami Sila. Thank you so much. Uh, more love for Leia and more love for Claudia Gray. Princess of Alderaan, I really enjoyed that book. And yeah, it's it's good to see Leia as a kid. Because remember when we see her in A New Hope, she's what, 19 or something? She's not very old. Having to deal with the weight of galactic politics. I love how much you find out about her parents as well. Again, it's it's that thing we're going to probably go back to quite a lot. It adds so much more to the established law. We don't know anything about Brea or Garner other than the fact that she cuddled Leia at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And then got blown to pieces in a, in a new hope and an off-screen death. But uh, this really, really deep that dives into their relationship. And Bale, we get to see a bit more of Bale, not just the happy-go-lucky guy we've seen already. And Holdo, uh, we get more of Holdo. She's wacky as anything in this book. She's slightly different to how we see her in The Last Jedi. But remember, this that film is, what, 30-odd years after this book? But... Yeah, Princess of Fort Anderson is a really, really wicked tie-in on the boo as well. Uh, Bloodline, Bloodline, you're right there. TFA didn't really give us too much context on the time period or the politics, and this pretty much was the best we got. And I love Sherlock and Holmes, Sherlock Holmes and Watson in space. That's awesome for Thrawn. Um, yeah, Thrawn Treason's coming out soon. I wasn't, also wasn't too big on Thrawn Alliances. I thought it was okay, but something just felt a bit, at times, a bit fan fictiony for me. That book did as well, but um. In a regretful moment, and like uh, General Kenobi, I am a bold one. I am going to attempt the Ukrainian for May the Force Be With You that, of course, Alderanian Rose managed to nail so well because that's where she's from. So here we go. Nihai Buddha Zivomi Sila. Ukrainian for May the Force Be With You. Nailed it. I'm now a citizen of the Ukraine. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, moving on. Jerry the Cannon Junkie at Junkie Cannon on Twitter sent this. 
What's up, Matt and Luke? This is Jerry the Cannon Junkie. Uh, gosh, my top three uh, canon novels so far. Uh, just such a hard question to answer. I feel like there's so many delicious Star Wars-y nuggets in, in every single one of the books uh, that it was kind of a, a struggle for me to narrow it down. But I think I've got uh, a list here that I'm happy with. Uh, the first uh, I have on my list is Lost Stars. Uh, now, this is one of the books that, that was rolled out in the Journey to the Force Awakens run in 2015, and it really flew under everyone's radar since it was billed as a YA or young adult novel, um, which, you know, it's because we're all a bunch of, you know, uh, big, tough adults, uh, I guess. But it was the better read, actually, of the books that came out in that rollout. Uh, without too many spoilers, it's essentially Romeo and Juliet in space with the entire original trilogy as a backdrop. And if that doesn't get you excited, then, I, I mean, come on, these, these things are amazing. Uh, next, I have Aftermath, Empire's End. Now, this is actually the last book of the Aftermath trilogy. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're looking for some uh, canon material to mine for some clues as to why Uncle Palpy might be back, then this might be a good place to start. Uh, the whole series is great. It starts kind of slow, but has an amazing, explosive final installment, uh, being this book. Uh, but it was also one of the first books to really uh, showcase the full Battle of Jakku. So uh, it, it's just got a lot of amazing little little uh, nuggets in it. So go for that one. Uh, finally, uh, Bloodlines, which is uh, one of the first pieces of canon material to dive into what the heroes of the original trilogy were up to right before a force right before the force awakens or well more kind of in that period in between um it, it takes place 5 years before actually uh, the force awakens and uh focuses on leia and has all of that you know political intrigue that everyone was really clamoring for whenever <laughs> whenever tfa came out uh but, you know, it, honestly, that's all I'm going to tell you for right now, because if you want to know what happens, you should pick it up and read it now because it's amazing. Um, and if I may give an honorable mention and kind of cheat a little bit uh, just to mention another book, uh, Dark Disciple is another one that is a great story for fans of the Clone Wars. And it's, of course, based on unused episodes um, of the Clone Wars and, and takes fan favorite characters on an, just some such an amazing arc and journey. Um, if you haven't read that one and you're a fan of the Clone Wars, seriously, pick it up. It, it's yeah, fantastic. Uh, but anyway, uh, so those are my picks for right now. Uh, thank you again, Matt and Luke, and uh, may the Force be with you. Your first point is spot on. There are, and we've mentioned it already, there's so many nuggets in each book which add so much more to the established canon that we know about. And that's why I gravitate to the books. I love the other... Um, mediums as well but i love the books and shout another shout out for lost stars romeo and juliet in space against an against an original trilogy backdrop how does that not what get people wanting to read these books and spot on actually it's kind of it is that romeo and juliet tragedy but i mean that's no spoilers for the end of the book i don't want to say too much about lost stars because i want you guys to go out and read it aftermath empire's end gets another mention it is canon material to mine yeah regarding the rise of skywalker and palpatine's return is there going to be some little hints in there? Probably, maybe. Maybe it's been under our noses the whole time. That's a good point there, uh, Jerry. And Bloodline for the political intrigue as well. I like the honourable mention of Dark Disciple as well. 
I think we're going to be, be hearing a bit more about that book going forward. But I, I need to reread that book, but I do remember enjoying it. And I like the character of Asajj Ventress as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that, Jerry. Um, next up from the excellent Force Toast podcast. This comes from one half of the twosome, Alice. Hi, this is Alice from Force Toast, a Star Wars Happy Hour podcast. I love reading all the new canon that I can get my hands on and was so stoked to be asked what my favorite novels are. My top three are Bloodline, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and Empire's End of the Aftermath series. Bloodline and Leia are both by Claudia Gray, who's an absolute master of the Star Wars literature. She's done so many books and has so many to come. They explore the complexities of Leia's background, both immediately before and immediately after the original trilogy. So we get to see her basic influences and also the beginnings of the Rebellion and the Resistance. So that's something really cool to see, and you can really understand her motivations a lot more from that. Um, Love them both. And the third one, Empire's End, is by Chuck Wendig. It's the third book in the Aftermath trilogy. Uh, You do have to read the first two, and not going to lie, the first one can be really hard to get through, but the payoff is huge and well worth it. Um, In this one, we see what happens to the Empire immediately after Return of the Jedi, and there are also a whole lot of pieces that are related to you know, we can kind of see where the First Order came from and also a lot about Palpatine's legacy and how he had a whole lot kind of set up in advance as a contingency plan. I think maybe some of that might be useful for the Rise of Skywalker. So we'll see if any of that relates to Episode Nine. I sure do hope so, and maybe I'll even read it again. So thanks for asking, and everyone, I hope you enjoy reading as much as I do. Alice loves Leia. Bloodline, Leia, Leia Prince of Alderaan, Empire's End. Uh, Claudia Gray is the master of Star Wars. I am going to absolutely side with you on that, Alice. And yeah, about Bloodline, the complexities of Leia's background are so well written. that I mean, in Bloodline could have actually been a pretty boring book if it hadn't been well written. You know, senators and politicians going at each other talking in brightly lit white rooms and it could have all been a bit but the way Claudia Gray handles it and writes it is so well done it's why so many people gravitate to this book and Princess Valderon yeah we get to see the beginnings of the resistance and the rebellion as well I love how much time it it um it covers and I've already mentioned this book if you haven't read it guys go read it it's don't be put off by any of this young adult kind of rubbish young, young adult means nothing uh, it's all it means is it's a very good book because all the YA books so far have been spot on. And Empire's End, absolutely agree with you, Alice. The first book is a bit of a slog, but the payoff is huge. And again, another mention: will we find out uh, more about uh, Palpatine's legacy and the contingency leading into the rise of Skywalker? Alice, you may have something there. Um, but where Alice goes, her partner in crime will be there as well. Also from Force Toast podcast, what does Laura think? Hey, Star Wars Sessions, I'm going to throw you a curveball because I want to talk about Aftermath, which is book one of the Aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig. As trilogies tend to go, book one is important because it lays the foundation you absolutely need in order to get the most out of books two and three. The problem is the writing style of book one is unusual. There are a lot of sentence fragments and what feels like unedited stream of consciousness writing, and a lot of readers, including myself, don't care for it. 
But power through it, because books two and three, Life Debt and Empire's End, are both fantastic. The Aftermath trilogy is one of few pieces of canon that takes place between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy, and with The Mandalorian coming out later this year, now is the perfect time to start familiarizing yourself with what life was like in a post-Empire galaxy. Reading the canon novels gives readers what so many of us live to see on screen, interconnectivity between the different Star Wars eras, characters, and stories. The stories and characters from one book by one author might show up 20 years later in a different book by a different author, and it's really satisfying and fun. So if there's a character you really love, or you just want to spend more time in this universe, the novels are a great way to do it. Thank you, Matt and Luke, for including me, and happy reading, everyone. Cheers. We like curveballs. Thank you, Laura. Aftermath. Aftermath, the first one. It does lay the foundations, you're right, and that writing style of Chuck Wendig has been criticised by a lot of people, and... I'm not always a fan of the stream of consciousness writing either. I didn't dislike the the writing. I did find it slightly jarring. I think the audiobook, it worked a lot better in that form because it felt a lot more natural. The way Chuck writes, it's kind of like somebody is talking to you. Therefore, on, on a page, it doesn't always translate well. But the audiobook actually worked quite well in that format. Um, it might help The Mandalorian. It might do. It might do. You've got a good point there because obviously the, t- the timeline and... The connectivity between the novels, like you say, characters just flip between novels, and I love how different authors take different characters from other authors' books and use them so well. And that's what I love about the canon, how it all ties together. Um, I like to see the movies tie in slightly more with the additional canon that's out there. But yeah, you're spot on. Even like Ray Sloan, she started in A New Dawn, and she's been in so many different uh, books and comics now that she's becoming an MVP of you know the extended canon and. I can't. I cannot agree more. So, thank you for that, Laura. From Instagram, Jamie, aka Light Speed Reader. She loves books, and this is what she said. Hi, Matt and Luke. It's Jamie from Light Speed Reader on Instagram. You asked about recommendations for the canon novels, best and worst. Um, I have to say, if you'd asked me a month ago, I would have said the best is Thrawn, the first uh, installment in the new Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn, but. Master and Apprentice is here, and it is amazing. It gives us Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's relationship before the prequels, uh, interactions, and questions, questions, questions about Count Dooku, the one of the most fascinating characters, I think, in in the prequel trilogy. As for worst, I don't think there's a worst. I haven't read through all the novels, full disclosure, and I've liked them all, but the one that was hardest for me to get into was A New Dawn by John Jackson Miller, uh, which was the prequel to, you know, the Rebels TV series. It wasn't bad writing. It, it was good writing. There are good characters. I think for me personally, I just haven't seen the TV series, so I wasn't as invested. Um... So I definitely still recommend everyone to try it out. It was the first new canon novel to be published. So it's something worthwhile. Just wasn't for me. Um, thank you guys for having me so much on the show. And I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jamie. I love how it would have been one month ago it was Thrawn. And now it's now it's Master and Apprentice. Yeah, again, I've warmed more to that book than I, than I had done when I first... first uh, read it but yeah i like the fact that you get more about dooku and as i mentioned earlier on dooku really is getting a resurgence in this sort of new batch of canon canon we're getting uh so yeah master and apprentice it's out there it's very new it's only about three weeks old guys so i won't say too much but go and read it i don't think it's uh, claudia gray's best book a lot of people do 
but it is still a very good Star Wars book. And the worst, A New Dawn, uh, set during the Rebels era, that's right, or just before. Um, I guess, if you haven't watched Rebels, because this book ties in so intrinsically to Rebels, I guess that extra knowledge probably would help quite a lot. So I can see your point there. I wasn't overly keen on A New Dawn either. It's one of the ones which I've read and don't really have an awful lot of desire to to go back to. So I can see where you're coming from there, Jamie. And and finally, uh, you may know her as one of the hosts of the Resistance broadcast. However, to us, she's royalty. Here's Lacey Gilleran. Hey guys, it's Lacey Gilleran from the Resistance broadcast. And these are my three choices for the top best and worst Star Wars canon novels. So it's going to be no surprise with some of these, but I think my worst might catch people a little off guard. So my first, one of my faves, is the novelization for The Last Jedi by Jason Fry. I think that this book was something that provided a lot of background after the movie came out. Um, which I remember when they announced this book, we were like, why are they releasing this book in March when the movie comes out in December? But now we know because they gave so much background and so many different points of view that really the movie didn't delve into from Luke's whole vision at the beginning of having a wife and then uh, Snoke, his thoughts, and then we get kind of a really good insight on Rey at the end after the fight with the throne room of when she wakes up and what her thoughts are um, with Kylo. But overall, I thought the book did a really good job on giving us some really good insight, like that third lesson that we don't see in the movie between Rey and Luke Skywalker. So I highly recommend it. Um, My second book, which I'm going to go good, bad, good. (laughs) So my second novel, which I chose, is one of probably my not favorite ones. Now, I want to preface this that it's not the worst and it's not terrible. It's just my own criticisms of why I don't like it. So the novel is Last Shot by Daniel Jose Older. And the reason I don't like it, first, I'll start with positives. The reasons I do like it. I I like the moments where Han is grappling with being a father and being a good father, because as we know from the story of Han Solo and from Solo, a Star Wars story, he never really connected with his father. So when he becomes a father himself, he's dealing with these emotions and feelings of, okay, how do I handle this? Am I going to be good enough? Will Ben love me? And I think that really drives the story of the relationship between Han and Ben going into the sequel trilogy. And I also loved the little moments. I'm a Kylo fan, Ben Solo fan. So any moments that we see Kylo when he's a little kid, it's a reminder that people don't start evil. People aren't born evil. It's one of those things that they grow up and certain things happen to them and choices that make them do the things that they do. So the insight of, you know, him calling Lando Uncle Wanwo is adorable. Um, The things I didn't like about the novel, I just felt that sometimes there were like very modern references making into it that uh, I'm just trying to give an example. Like if he was to use the term like French fries, it would take me out of the movie because there are no French fries in Star Wars. But I understand when you're trying to connect with an audience that might necessarily be deep, crazy Star Wars fans like myself. Um, But the other thing that took me out is the constant switching of timelines. So they'd switch from like present day to past day to 20 years ago to young Han, old Han, someone else. Like it, it was just very confusing. And 
Um, I'm a huge audiobook fan, so when I'm going in the audiobook and listening to it and it's switching between all these characters, it it just got super confusing. So that's why it's not one of my favorites. I don't think it really added anything to me uh, in the Star Wars canon universe. So um, yeah, I don't know. Didn't really like it. So my last book that I thoroughly enjoyed was Star Wars The Force Awakens novelization by Alan Dean Foster. I thought he did a great job giving the tale of The Force Awakens, and I have a real soft spot for The Force Awakens because it's really what brought me back into the universe of Star Wars after so long of, you know, not having any new movies. That excitement is there with The Force Awakens. I also love the little um, moments that he brought in through her vision, and then at the end, uh, her inner think, her inner thoughts of voices telling her to kill Kylo Ren, and I keep going back to that, especially after the cackle that we all know in the new trailer, uh, teaser trailer. That could that be Palpatine? Is that? I just have to go reread all these novels. But long story short, Star Wars books are always good books, um, whether you have little things that you're nitpicky about. But yeah, those are my picks. Enjoy. Lacey, shake it up with the best worst best there. Um, interesting. The best novels were the uh, two movie novelizations, The Last Jedi. It's true, yeah. It was released, like, what, three months later? Uh, and it did give so much more insight. Luke's dream caused such a stir at the time. You know, he was he was married and all this other stuff and how it do- dove into Rey and Snoke. And also with The Force Awakens as well. I, I totally get how you've got warm feelings towards that book and the movie. Just just thinking about The Force Awakens and that time when it came out and the hype just makes me happy because it was such a good time. And yeah, that moment at the end with Rey and was it Snoke or was it Palpatine talking to her, telling her to kill Kylo Ren? I preferred The Last Jedi novelization out of the both of them. But I did enjoy the Force Awakens one and the worst last shot. Yeah, Han grappling with fatherhood. Um, Uncle Wan, why rock on, Lacey? Top work uh, pulling that one out the bag. Um, yeah, and the constant timeline switches. I didn't mind it. Uh, I'm glad that the each chapter had a kind of symbol which symbolised her huh, symbol symbol where it was in the timeline. Whether it was um, was it Republic Re- uh, Rebellion Resistance timeline. Yeah, the last I, I didn't mind last shot. It, it ambled on quite a bit, but anything with uh, Han and Lando, I'm all in for. But I can see why it uh, made your uh, bottom of the pile there. So uh, thank you very much for sending that in, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, moving on to the the written word now on Twitter, Mary Elizabeth Reed said, "Catalyst is excellent, definitely my favourite Star Wars book, and the Aftermath trilogy is good too." Uh, she also read Leia Moving Target and thought it was pretty cool. Rui at Rui thinks best Lost Stars and Dark Disciple, worst Aftermath and Battlefront, Twilight Company, and Lost Last Shot. There it is again. Katie one two zero, friend of the show. Uh, Lost Stars is my favourite Star Wars book and favourite book of all time. Again, somebody else, Romeo and Juliet, Star Wars style. Hell yes. Uh, I love how the story weaves through events from the OT and pre TFA. So then, when I just say that Claudia Gray is the Filoni of the new canon books. Lost Stars, Bloodlines, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Love them all. Can't argue with that, Katie. Ricky Howe at Wookie Howe. Lords of the Sith, Dark Disciple and Lost Stars are my top three. But Master and Apprentice and Queen's Shadow are still fresh in my mind. And they make that top tier. Sean H, Big Brother Sean at Sean underscore Woken on Twitter. It's all about the Thrawn trilogy. Whoever produced that, in my opinion, should be the next three films. Interesting. What do you guys think? Would you like to see a trilogy? based on Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, let us know if you would or not. I know uh, Sean would. Eric McGilfrey, uh, Eric McGilfrey 27 I sure hope I've said that correctly. 
Uh, it might be because it's the last one I read, but I really enjoyed Queen's Shadow and would love for the story of Padme as a senator before Attack of the Clones to continue. Bloodline was excellent as well. Can't argue with Bloodline. Queen's Shadow I thought was okay. Jedi Relics, Roel at Jedi Relics. Lost Stars and Bloodline were excellent. We're seeing a trend here in here. Tarkin, last shot on a new dawn were good. Aftermath, should have disappointing. Still haven't read those Thrawn books yet. First Thrawn one was okay. Second one was not too bad, but... A long-time contributor, Jocasta Who, at Jocasta Who. Thumbs up, Lost Stars, Inferno Squad, and Rebel Rising. Good to see that get a mention. Thumbs down, Heir to the Jedi. May the 4th be with you. What a name. At TLCat06. Wow. Master and Apprentice is a masterpiece, as is Phasma, Solo, a Star Wars story novelization, Dark Disciple, and The Last Jedi novelization. Aftermath was so hard for me to get through. I get its importance, but it's definitely the worst trilogy to read, in my opinion. Also loved Most Wanted. It was great to see Howard as a teenager. Catalyst really was interesting, and I've learned so much that watching the original trilogy now is so much different than it used to be. And that's Ali at Star Wars Romance jumped on that saying, these novels really enrich the Star Wars world so well. And you're so right with it. Space Cookie Mum. That's Space Cookie Mum or Mom. Leia, Princess of Alderaan is my favourite so far. After reading it, I cried the first time I watched related scenes in movies when Alderaan was destroyed and when Holdo sacrificed herself. I can see why you would do because the book gives such a relationship to a planet and Holdo as well. That if you haven't read it, guys, go check it out and see what Space Cookie Mum is saying, and maybe you'll cry along with her as well. And the awesomely named The Art of Nerd at The Art of Nerd 1. The Thrawn books are good, the second one less so, a little, but still a cool read. Uh, jumping onto Facebook, again, there, like last week, there were so many comments on this, so I'm only going to throw a couple of interesting ones out there. Uh, we had John Graber, he included Pirate's Price in his best selections. Uh, this was a, I think it was a junior novel released a couple of months ago. It's set after The Last Jedi, and it's about Hondo Anaka telling stories about his encounters with Han Solo, Chewie, and the Falcon. Surely Hondo must comfortably be at OAP stage by then. He's talking like like 50 years after the Clone Wars, or 40 years. Surely he's got to be knocking on now a bit. Um, Christopher Piper said, anything with Mr. Bones is best. Anything without Mr. Bones isn't. So, of course, there you go. Mr. Bones is the raging murder droid from the Aftermath trilogy and one of the highlights of the entire uh, trilogy is three books. I'd love to see him pop up somewhere else. Jeremy Dobbs, he said he thought Lost Stars was a bit overrated and Chris Baldrich said the last Jedi novelization was the worst. Sean Galuli gave love to Rogue One novel but a thumbs down to the Force Awakens novel. Uh, and finally from Facebook, a friend of the show, Johnny Orm, from the My Star Wars Life Debt podcast said... My best has got to be Bloodline. I love the mix of action, adventure, political intrigue, character development, and it's by the always amazing Claudia Gray. Yeah, amen to that. Worse has got to be Canto Bite. That book was such a letdown, it made me happy I got it on clearance. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said to him, Canto Bite was a strange one. I didn't actively dislike it, but I wasn't entirely enamoured by it. It felt a bit Earth-like at times. Uh, and Johnny came back and said, yeah, the wine tasting story really put him off. It just felt a bit pointless. It's called The Wine of Dreams. Really odd. A galactic wine salesperson. Really odd. But he said the rest of the stories are decent enough. But, you know, that one really dragged it down for him. So, busting a move over to Instagram. The legends over at Jump Hyperspace Podcast. The legends shouted, Lost Stars! Kelly Hoston, another legend. Long-time listener. Day one She also shouted, I love Lost Stars! In that exact voice. 
Uh, she's also said, given Leia, Princess of Order on some love too. Wasn't keen on Tarkin though. Tarkin wasn't the most exciting book, I've got to say. Again, plenty of wicked moments for canon, but not the most exciting one out there. Uh, underscore Pevy slash Isaac slash Top Man uh, said, the only one that's managed to grip me so far is Bloodline, which was flipping fantastic. Amen to that, Isaac. The more I think about Bloodline, the more I want to go back and revisit it because it's so well written. And it's one of those books that absolutely grips you. We also get a really, really, really good tie-in or tie back to uh, one of the key plot threads of Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which Claudia Gray, she planted like a year or so earlier. And And again, the payoff really hits home if you've read both of those books. If you've read both of those books, you know exactly what I'm on about. A bit of hair. So, wow, wow, what a list and what a lineup! At the end of that, Lost Stars was the clear winner by about three to one on there. Uh, Bloodline, Dark Disciple, Laws of the Sith, they came in next, but they were way off how many votes uh, the Lost Stars accumulated. On the flip side, Aftermath was the least popular, um, along with Last Shot, Heir to the Jedi, and Canto Bite. I throw that in there because that was only mentioned negatively a few times. So, out of all the novels. There was, I think, 34 chosen by all of you guys. So, wide canvas of choice given. And thank you, each and every one of you, for giving us your time, thoughts and voices once again. Luke and myself, we really appreciate the input you guys give us. And it's you guys who are really helping the sessions out. So, thanks to all of you. And speaking of Luke, like I said, no one's ever really gone. The man himself is going to take it away in the next segment. But that's enough for me. Here's the man himself to explain and take the wheel of the Falcon. Hey Matt, it's your co-host Luke. Uh, I'm calling in from the beyond. Uh, A bit like Luke as a force projection on Crate. Um, At the moment, I'm probably sunning myself up in uh, Barcelona with my missus. And talking of my missus, I'm actually joined by my lovely lady... Arely Bly. <laughs> Arely, say hello to the Star hello. Wars madam. Hello. Yeah, right. So so we're actually doing an interesting segment here. I wasn't going to leave Matt just on his own tonight. So we've, we've got something special prepared. We're actually doing a Q&A, or I'm doing a Q&A with my lovely wife. <laughs> now, Arely, um, you'd never seen Star Wars until you met me, had you? No, no, I hadn't. Okay, and why is that? I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I don't know if I'm going to get shot, but my dad was a Star Trek fan, so... Right, I'm... that's it. Stop the recording. <laughs> Stop the recording. <laughs> no, I just... Nobody I knew um, had, had seen it or was as a hardcore fan as you were, so I never got to see it. Yeah, so I, I actually remember... Um, it was on uh, uh, the 4th of May, or as the Americans call it, May the 4th. <laughs> Um, I remember we started watching, I think it was the prequel trilogy. This was before The Force Awakens had come out, and we started with The Phantom Menace, um, went through Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, and Empire, and then Return of the Jedi. Um, so what what are your thoughts on, on those films, episodes one to six? Um, honest, well, you, you can be honest, we're okay. family here. <laughs> well, the first film we watched... I actually watched it at home in Birmingham and we watched it on our laptops together. Yeah, and so that's that was right. that was a different experience. Um I really enjoyed what's the last one? The is it the Empire Strikes Back? 
That's Return of the Jedi. No. The one. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> is gonna hate me. No, 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 no. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna go. Oh, cute. The favorite one was my favorite one of the originals. What so it's the one where there's like a party party at the end, yes, and everyone's that's celebrating. It. And then and the nice the, music. The diddly, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The victory celebration. That's the by one. the I lovely mean, John Williams. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So, okay, so would you say? That you are an expert in Star Wars in no, any way? No, not in the slightest. No, but you, you really you just tolerate it, don't you? No, it's, I I love that you like it, and I get enjoyment from seeing you get so hyped about it. So no, I, I do like it, but it's just you are on a totally different level to me. Yeah, fair play, fair play. You're you're a very patient woman. Thank you very um, much. Okay, so we're going to do a few questions. Okay. And they they all re- they relate to all different bits of the saga. Okay, some of them are easier than others. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you I'm, sure? I'm nervous. <laughs> I am nervous. You should be. <laughs> you should be. Okay. So, are you ready? Yes. You, can, you, you sure? I'm okay. ready. Bob. So, everyone at home, question one. You guys, you guys are going to laugh at this, but for for our misses here, <laughs> it's it's going to be an uphill battle. Question number one is. Who is the Senate? Uh, is that a trick question? No. Well. Um. Okay. This I know. This is wrong. I want to say Krennic. Oh. <laughs> <Is it> not... <laughs> no. <laughs> the Senate. What is that in a? Can who I... who is the Senate? Oh. Oh. Um. What is his name? The, <laughs> the people, guy. He was in the new trailer. Oh, he, I was going to say, people have been going crazy over this guy. What's his... Oh. Palpatine. Hey. <laughs> you can note down, Ali's got a little, a bunch of stick, sticky notes on her lap at the moment. You can read, on number one, you can put one point. <laughs> well done. Okay. So we, that not leads us... Not a total us, fail. Not a total fail. That's a good... That's a strong start. Thank you. You know, strong start. Thanks for helping me with that. I didn't help you at all. Don't be <laughs> uh, Question number two. Who famously said, never tell me the odds? Han Solo. Oh! Yes. Yes. That's my girl. I'd just like to point <laughs> out, everyone, for, for obviously this is a podcast, so you listen to us, saddos, but my missus is actually, oh, she, yeah. she Arely's wearing a Star Wars t-shirt that yeah, I bought her. It's this. a vintage um, C-3PO and uh, R2-D2 Star Wars top saying, these aren't the droids you're looking <laughs> I for. I didn't even realise that. Uh, after this, uh, I'll, I'll, I might take a picture and someday you might get to look at it. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, that leads us to question three. Name three characters that have wielded a blue lightsaber. Oh, come on, Luke. How am I supposed to know Apparently, I said that would get a bit more difficult. How am I supposed to know? I have I don't no know. idea. Have, have you seen okay, the films? Okay, one yes of or them no? has a green one. Okay. I want to say that... No. Okay, okay. Ray has a blue one in Rain. the poster. And Ray's lightsaber is from Luke. So Luke. Ray. So you've named one. Ray, Ray and Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker too. There's three. Ah. Uh, and this is anyone. This doesn't have to be uh, that lightsaber. Uh, um. Who trained Luke? Oh gosh, I have no uh, idea. 
No. What, what are you doing? No. Who said there's a timer? No. Okay, where is it? Just <laughs> keep, I just need a minute. Okay, okay, she, okay. She's freaking out, people. No, what's his name? Who's the guy who trained him? It's that guy. Is that right? Is it... You're on the right path. Okay. The force, the force <laughs> is guiding you. It's Ewan McGregor. Okay. That's it. There it's, you go. It's, it's, it's Ewan McGregor who plays the part of... Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> she got it. That's your third point. <laughs> right. So currently three out of three. Okay, the force is bad. helping you, though, a little bit. I, I, can, I can feel that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Question number four. On what planet was Luke Skywalker raised? Tatooine. Oh. Hey, go me. That was a, du- <laughs> that was a double ten we just did there. High ten. Well done. Well, all right. Fair enough. That obviously was too easy. Question number five. Now, this, this, this is a good one. Okay, you need to listen. Listen carefully. What species of alien makes this sound? <laughs> I'm going to repeat that. And for everyone at home listening, listen carefully. What species of alien makes this sound? <laughs> I'm also, for everyone at home, I'm, I'm also doing the thing with my arms. I don't, uh, I don't actually know it, the names of any aliens. You know the guys I'm talking about? I know, I know what I know. Are Twi'leks even aliens? Yeah, they are. Okay, yeah, I know you're That's impressed. not them, but no, I know that's it's not super. The uh, I don't, I have no idea, alien. Uh, it's a hard one. This is a, this would is a, I, this will is a Will I be able to get it, do you think? May, maybe, only because there's there's actually two names. I'd take two names for this alien. Mm. And one of them is like so, it's like a kid made it up. It's like it's not alieny at all. It's like they were like, oh, this is this is a person who dwells is... in this place, so therefore they are this name. A Jakuite. <laughs> I don't not know. Quite, not quite. What um, are they in any of the new films? No, they haven't been actually. I have no idea then. Yeah, oh, I'm really, not, I'm not going to get that. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's Sorry, actually I'm, I'm going to really you're, you're, a loser and pass on in, that. That's fine. They, they're actually number. The answer to number five was commonly well to a lot a lot of Tatooine people, a lot of the humans in, on Tatooine. Uh, they were called the Sand People. Oh, I knew that. And I that, flipping knew that. Can you tell me? I knew that one. Can you tell me their alien name? Oh, they've got another name. They've got another name. No. Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, no, that was never going to no? happen, sweetheart. But you no. knew the Sand People. I knew Sand okay. People. Okay, okay, oh, fair enough. I'm annoyed and... at that. I should have gotten that no, one. Well, no, you don't get that point, sadly. Yeah. <sighs> All right. No. You've got, um, how many have you got? So that was that was question um, five. You've got four points. I've got moment. four. So yeah. you've only dropped one point. Okay, that's not awful. That's not bad at all. That's not. I'm, I'm super impressed. Oh, yeah. well, well done, wife. <laughs> Good Thank lady. You. Good lady. Thank you. Um, just, just for everyone at home, Aralee is actually a bigger fan of the sequel trilogy, aren't they? They're, the, they're your favourite film, Star Wars films, aren't they? That's right. Why is that? Um, well, I think because I didn't grow up with Star Wars like you did. You appreciated even... So, what's the one with uh, Jar Jar? Oh, uh, the prequels. Yeah. yeah so, episode one. And you said to me that you love those even though it got mixed reviews yeah 
And so when I watched them, I just it, it it just didn't touch me like it touched you. But when we got to see The Force Awakens together, yeah, you know, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, Han Solo, and all that jazz, it was we were experiencing experiencing it together, and it was yeah. brand new. Yeah, and it was it was just, it was exciting. It was a great. It, they, they were all really interesting films. So, yeah, that's my reason. No, that's a good. That's a good. That's a super good answer. I mean, have you before that? Had you experienced anything like that at the cinema? No. Like when we saw the Force Awakens. Not at all. It was. That's the thing. I feel like even if you're not a hardcore Star Wars fan, you can still appreciate going to the cinema on opening night. And the I've never had an experience like that in the cinema. And the lights, even when the lights turned down, I think people started cheering and like, yeah, like get, getting all excited. And then when yeah. when the credits came on and it was just that big blast of music, and then the Star Wars came on the screen, everyone was going mental. It's it magical, was amazing. It, it was yeah. I've never had anything like that. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I did enjoy that. Okay, well we we digress, but I wanted everyone to hear that because I thought that's a pretty pretty <laughs> pretty cool story. So. That leads us to question number six. Who was Anakin Skywalker's Jedi Master? Isn't it Obi-Wan? It is. Oh. Yeah, I did. Oh, no, me. <laughs> smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. And that was a prequel question. I'm really chuckling really? myself. No, that's really cool. Well done. Thank okay, you, well, thank you. you got another point. Okay, go me. So you got five points out of six questions yeah. so far, which is great. So number seven. Okay. What colour was Jedi Master Mace Windu lightsaber? Purple. Purple? I swear it's purple. You are on Is it? Fire. Go I'm so jumped. I, I just make, I should have made these harder. This is ridiculous. I, I didn't think you were going to get that. Really? Who, who plays Mace? This isn't for it's a point. Samuel though. L. Jackson. It is, yeah. yeah. Of course I remember and, that one. And actually, during the prequel, I believe during the production of the prequel trilogy, mm. um, when Samuel Jackson came back for episode two, because he was in episode one, but mm. he never used his lightsaber. And a funny um, fact is, is that his action figure for the episode one films is blue. Oh, or his lightsaber and his action figure is How blue. Weird. That's because he never ignited his lightsaber okay. in episode one. Yeah. But by the time episode two came along and they were like, look, we're going to be filming with, uh, you're going to have your lightsaber ignited. Yeah. Samuel Jackson basically was looked to George Lucas. Was I want like, a proper one. I want a different one. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah. You know what George Lucas what is like. great accent. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, smash that. What's that? That You are now on six points, are you? Yeah, let's or, go with yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, six. Okay, I think, well. Actually, no, I think I'm on seven. Are you? Yeah, I think I'm going to say seven. You're going to award an I'm extra. I'm going to say seven. All I'm right. going to say seven for effort. All right, and for the Samuel Jackson. <laughs> you knew it was Samuel <laughs> Jackson. Yeah. Okay, who doesn't know Samuel Jackson, honestly? Number eight. Question number eight. What was Finn's Stormtrooper ID slash name? <laughs> So Finn, oh, Finn no. from The Force Awakens, The Last I Jedi. I know this one. I know this. Okay, I... So you remember that scene, right? Where, but who, who gives him his new name? It's Poe. It's Poe. Yeah, Poe po gives him his new name. And Poe basically gets like confused at, at what, what Finn tells him his name is or ID is. I know it's, the thing is, I've got it in my head, but I know that I'm missing a few digits. So, so, so tell us what you've got so far. In my head, I've got F187, but that's, <gasps> it's, that's not it. I know it's, that's not complete. That's so It's close, close. though, isn't it? 
all yeah. of those. F one eight seven. That's all I've got in my head. No, I, I don't know. I don't. I can't. I don't know anything else. Uh, what is it? What have you got in your head? F M. Oh, is it F N one eight seven? I said F one eight seven. I don't know. You're confused. Right, tell now. me. Tell me. I might have. I gone. Think, I think you accidentally gave me a little clue. <laughs> I, I think. I think it's F one eight seven. But I know there is there are extra. F one eight seven. F one eight seven is all I've got in my head. Or maybe it's we. Oh yeah, oh, that's my final answer. Final answer. Final answer. I know. It's I tell right. you what, you got an A plus for effort. effort. You've what got you've got a C plus for your for your answer. It's <laughs> it's FN two one eight seven. Ah oh, yeah. FN because that's why it comes in Finn because it's FN. Sorry, doll. Good effort. Okay. Very very good effort. <laughs> so this one, this next question is a multiple choice. So okay. Matt, I know I'm sending this recording into you, and I know you do all the magic with our uh, recordings. Feel free to keep this in the show. Could be banter. And uh, feel free as well to play the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music. Oh, yeah. Cue now. <laughs> so, Harley. Yes? We're on your ninth question. <sighs> yeah. It's kind of a big deal. It is. How are you feeling? I feel, actually feel stressed. <laughs> you should be. You should be stressed. Oh. This is a tough one. Okay. I don't think we've ever had a tough Q&A like this on Star Wars Sessions podcast ever. It's a lot of pressure. It is. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure. Are you ready? Yeah, go on then. Okay. Okay. What is the alphabet called in the Star Wars universe? A. Smishpesh. B. Yakshimash. <laughs> C. Urabesh. At least let me finish. <laughs> D. Kaladesh. I'm going to say Urabesh. Damn it. Yes. Is well it? done. Yes. 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 Go wrong. That's Go ridiculous. How do you know that? Look, um, we've known each other for seven years. My whole, this whole period of time, I've just had this all the time. <laughs> they all... can't see, this is a podcast, they can't see what okay, you I'm, I'm moving my hand like a chatterbox. Or Star Wars, every day of my life. <laughs> so some of it was bound to go in. Okay. I'm really pleased. That's super good. <laughs> all right, and, and then who wants to be a millionaire music? There we go, that's done. Okay, so uh, well, I'll keep it in, whatever you want. Um, question 10. Is you this ready? My last question. This, this is your last formal question. Okay. When Obi-Wan Kenobi famously says, hello there, in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, who is the hello there directed to? Uh, I mean, everyone knows hello there. I know. Right? I know. Knows yeah, I know I mean, that phrase. Rumor has it when... when I thought you, he just said it all the time. But doesn't he, doesn't he just say that like? <laughs> well, you think he's? <laughs> I don't know. You think he just goes around? Hello there. Yeah, no, I hear it. That's you, how he greets Luke, everyone. You say that all the time, so I just thought he would. Um, he says it a lot in all of the films. Like, hello there. Is it in, in in the prequel trilogy? I'm pretty sure it's only it's, once. It's only once, but either way, the questions is is it's specific. It says in episode three, remember. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, I, I can give you. I can give you a clue because since in the last question, you didn't use your uh, phone a friend. I've got a phone a friend. <laughs> That's it. You got a phone a friend. Who am I going to phone? I'll phone Levi. Yeah, phone. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Do you want to phone him? 
All right, people, this wait, this no. is this is record breaking. Okay, 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 wait. I, I bet you he won't answer his phone. If you know what you happens see, when he doesn't, I what happens? Not much. <laughs> I get confused between. Did you say Obi Wan? Obi Wan Kenobi. I get confused between Ewan McGregor Obi Wan and. The Alec, Alec Guinness, <laughs> Alec Sir Alec Guinness. Guinness. Your, Sir da- Alec your Guinness. dad would be so mad. I at you know, right now. I know, I know. So in my head, my first thought for that answer was when they're in the little cars, the little pods. You know, mm. when he's with little baby Anakin, and then they talk. He talks to the the uh, stormtroopers, and he says, "These aren't the droids you're looking for." I, I right. was thinking that, but I know that's not right. I know it's the that yes. So you're right. You're actually right. It is. Yeah. Although Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode four does say hello there. Yeah. Um, the hello over there I'm referring to in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, would obviously be played by Ewan yeah. McGregor, a younger, a younger yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So if you want to phone through Levi, you okay. can phone, phone okay, him. Okay, I'm going to phone him, but I'm not okay. going to tell him that we're on a podcast. No, do it. <laughs> okay, do fine. it. Do it. I'll tell him. him we're live. Okay, I'll call him. Get on speakerphone. Okay. Do you think he'll actually know it? He'll know. Oh, no. I thought you were going to use this for I'm going to be super disappointed if he doesn't. He's going to think this about Thor Park or something, I know. isn't he? <laughs> Hello? Hi, Lev. You're right. Hi, you're right, mate. How you doing? Not bad. I need to ask you a question. Yeah? A Star Wars question that I think you'll know. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay, Lukey, do you want to say it? So, Levi, we're actually recording live on a podcast uh, right now. A session. Um, shout out to oh. Levi. I'm actually doing a and a with Arely right now. That's going to be on uh, on, a, on our podcast. And okay. Arely is stuck on her last question. And you are her phone-a friend. <laughs> um, Great. The, the pressure's you... on. Okay, <laughs> so... so All right, mate. You should get this. I, I just don't... I'm a novice, but you'll get it. Are you ready? Right. Sure. Okay, so it's question number 10. When Obi-Wan Kenobi famously says, hello there, in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, who is the hello there directed to? Oh, come on, Arely. How do you you know this? How do you not know that? (laughs) Just tell me the answer. Do I just have to tell you, yeah? Just tell her. General Grievous. No, I was never going to get that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lev. I was never going to get that. You're never going to get that. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Levi. Well done. We'll talk to you later, hon. Bye. Well, that's how we do it on Star Wars sessions, guys. This this is unbelievable. There's this is unprecedented. Oh. However, that leads us to a bonus round, Arely. Oh no! This this is your last challenge, and you get to win. One million Republic credits. How you do ready? I cash those in? I don't know. <laughs> On Knights of the Old Republic? I don't know. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the bonus question is... One second, sorry. Do I get that point then, seeing as... Oh, big time. Okay, great. great big sorry. time. Okay, add, cool. Add another point in for creativity. Sick. Yeah. Great. Big time, big time. So the bonus session is... Can you name each... Star Wars film in chronological no, order, I can't. including the anthology and spin-off films. The reason I am Ooh. saying this is because I've mentioned each one. No, 
or I'll, or I've okay. mentioned a good chunk of them. All right, I'm going to need should, to write this. You should down. see. You should see her right now, guys. Okay. She's going crazy on her pad right now. Okay, Rogue One is number four. I know that is number four. Okay. Okay. And then I'm just going to do the ones that I know, and then I'll fill in the rest. Force Awakens is seven. Yep. Uh, oh gosh, what's the next one called? Not the last. Oh, it's the yes, yeah, the last Jedi. Well done. See, you can tell the Disney, the Disney era films nailed. And well, then the Rise of Skywalker is number nine. Yes, well done. We know that yes. from the panel. Oh, that that Arley had to sit through as well as Luke. Yeah, which she thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> yep, of course. Yep. just what I want to do on a Saturday. It was Friday. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so when you say chronological order, do you mean prequels first? Yes. Okay, now I'm confused. No, this is a hard question, Luke. You knew I, I was struggling It's the bonus one. round, Avery. Uh Okay, what's the first? The first one, actually, I'm going to say this, was just called Star Wars. It wouldn't be called anything else, so I'm just putting Star Wars down. Is that, and you can't is take that, away a point because that's what it was originally called, is that as we heard on the panel. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Oh, that's that's number five then. After Rogue One, Rogue because Rogue. Oh no, I don't Rogue know. One. Remember the the ending of Rogue One, right? Yes. 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 Okay, that's fine. So, is the first one called A New Hope? I don't even know the names. Okay, so let me just say some names. Okay, Empire Strikes Back, the New Jedi, the Fallen Order. Is that is that the 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 Fallen Order is a game that's coming out later this year. That must be <laughs> that... just somewhere in your brain because you've heard me talking about the it. The Mandalorian. Uh... Can I get a point? Okay. Um... Okay. <laughs> no, this I don't. I actually don't know. You don't know? No, I. I'm, this is pathetic. I've only got all the new ones. I've got Rogue One, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. It's <sighs> okay, a hard think. one. I'm trying to think of our DVD cabinet because we have all of them in there. There's one with the word Jedi in it. You can tell me that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, there's two. You've already named The Last Jedi. Okay, The Empire Strikes right. Back is the last one. Is uh, it? The Return of the Jedi. Okay, I'm just going to write stuff what down. What was that you just said? The Return of the Jedi. The re- Okay, The Return of the Jedi. Okay, so I've got The Empire Strikes mm. Back. The Return of the Jedi. Is she going to get this, guys? <laughs> this is pathetic. Okay. I'm surprised you've not said one already. Really? Yeah, well, I, I, I literally, I, maybe I this is. New Hope is that that is what I, I named one in your last question, and I even put what episode it was. This episode three. Uh, oh no! I, oh gosh, that's so irritating. Yep. <laughs> Can I look at your notes? No, you cannot. <laughs> No, I'm I'm absolutely drawing a total blank. So what have we got in chronological order right now? What have we got? Oh, this is just so you've got you've got at the moment as it stands, you have 
Um, I'm not going to give you it chronologically, but I'll just tell you what I've got. On okay, my yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. The Return of the Jedi. Yes. Rogue One, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So, so far in my order, I've got Rogue One as number four, Force Awakens as seven, Jedi as eight, Skywalker as nine. So I'm missing... <sighs> <laughs> one, two, three, five, and You've, six. So you're missing the prequels. Yeah, yeah. Are you want me to tell you what else you're missing? Yeah, I know. I'm missing both. I'm missing you're missing both the prequels, the and you're ones. missing another anthology film. No, Han Solo film doesn't count. It does. It does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went including the anthology. Slot in. I, d- I thought that was just a that's, side. Oh. That's that's at the very beginning there's, then, there's because one... he didn't even he wasn't he didn't even know anybody. So that's at the beginning. Well, that is at the beginning. Yeah, so the it beginning. Be. It's at the beginning of the Actually, like. No, because Anakin was a baby. It was well, you know, like a little boy. Wait. What? What? Can I just ask you? Can you just tell me is Star Wars and New Hope oh, the first one? Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> no, no, the first one. No, you know Are we what talking I mean? about chronological? Like the first of the originals. The first of the originals is. Star Wars and New Hope. Great, okay. Star Wars episode four. So that is number five then. Okay, and New Hope is number five, is what I'm going to put. Okay, after Rogue One. And because you know that, because Rogue One, remember? Rogue One ties in. Yeah, yeah, the Vader scene ties in with the beginning of. Yeah. yeah. And we know that as well, (laughs) because we recently watched a Family Guy one. That's what I was just thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, that helps a little bit. So then that means uh, The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi. No, what? Oh. No, this is really, really difficult. It is. It is. So you're missing. You're not going to get those three prequels, are you? No. I and I, I, and I just named one. Clone Wars? Is, is that even a thing? Close. Clone Wars is Clone... the TV series, yeah. but it's real close. Attack of the Clones. Yep. Yeah. Yes! That's one of them. That's one of the prequels. Okay, 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 okay. You're getting into this. She's getting into this. <sighs> I'm competitive. <laughs> yeah? Are you? Clones. A little bit. I never knew that. Yeah, that's crazy. You <laughs> okay. Attack um... of the Clones. That is episode two. Are you helping me out now? A little. Oh, thank you. I know it's getting sad, isn't it? Okay. Um, two of the originals, which means. Of the prequels. Prequel, so it's just two. Yeah. Just full stop. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's number two. No. So I think I think I'm done. I don't. I, I can't think anything. Else. Well, you're not. You're gonna miss out. Are you? You're gonna cash in. Mm, okay. You're, just... you're up to like. You're on like. I don't know. Let's think of something. Hundred. I... You're on a hundred thousand Republic credits now. Okay. I. The thing is, though, you always say to me. The Empire. I always get confused which is the last one, like the big one of the originals. Yeah. If it's the Empire Strikes Back or the Return of the Jedi. Which. In my head, it's the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and you said that earlier on. Yeah, and you corrected me saying the Return of the Jedi. Correct. So yes. I'm. I guess Return of the yep. Jedi is the the last one of the originals. That's yes. what I'm gonna guess. Okay. That's right. Oh, oh, great. Cool. Okay. Oh, my numbers are messed up now. Look. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, I'll just say it. Okay, so I would, I'm going to go. I'll just go by saying. Four. I don't know what. Okay, Han Solo film, number one. No, okay, no, okay. 
Remember, I, let me. I'll, I'll give you a tip. Okay, the the solo one. Yeah. So we know that is that. That's not the same time as Rogue One, right? And then one of the is reasons it just before Rogue One. Yeah. Great. Kind of. It's probably. It's. I think as of right now, it's a few years before Rogue One. Okay, I'm gonna. But put it's that during as my the Imperial. You know, it's during the Imperial um, rule while they're fighting because. He goes and joins, joins like the Imperial yeah. Navy, yeah, sort of thing. <sighs> okay, cool. Right, I'm just gonna say what I've got because I cannot think of the prequels at all. Okay, all go right. On. So I've got Attack of the Clones. Yes, number two. Yes, Han Solo, number three. Rogue One, number four. A New Hope, number five. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back. Yep. The Return of the Jedi. Yep. Force Awakens, yep. Last Jedi, yep. The Rise of Skywalker. Good girl. Cool. Now, so you're, you are missing two films. I know. One of which I only mentioned minutes ago. Oh. It was in your last question. Can, I, what it, did it start with? <laughs> just give uh, me the, I will get the beginning of it. No, yeah, I won't count it as a point. But I Star Wars Episode it. 3, re- Return of the Jedi. Re- I said that. Then... Oh, shut up. No, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Oh. And then the first one, chronologically, where it all began with the release date of May 1999. You're just showing off now. The Phantom Menace. Oh, I knew that. I knew that, that was going to be the hard one. Sake. I did know that. Well, how did you enjoy that? <sighs> Good. That yeah? was, which is the one with Jar Jar Binks in it? That's the Phantom yeah, Menace. Yeah, that's why he, I didn't he's get in, it. He's in episode two and three, but not as much. Okay. He, he's he's a more of a bigger deal in that first episode. Uh, okay. So, that took way longer than I thought, that last bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, it's all right. It's all right. The force has its uh, way, you know, That's whatever. Um, did you have fun? I did. That did was, you know, I'm impressed with how much I did actually remember. Yeah. After all, you're just a Padawan. You know, you, you're learning just these great youngling. ways. That's it. That's it. She knows the terminology, guys. <laughs> I better by now. This propaganda is working. <laughs> right. That's it from us, Matt. Enjoy the rest of the show, and uh, I'll speak to you next week, mate. See ya. Thanks. That was one in a million. No supplies. Whoop! That is goals right there, guys. That was awesome. Enjoy the paella, the sun, the sand, the sangria, and the Spanish hats, guys. What an awesome segment that was. I really enjoyed that. I mean, I really mean that. I sat here with a smile on my face the whole time. What a power couple they are. I hope you guys out there enjoyed that too. Um, can we all admit as well that Aralee is stronger in the force than she may realise? And Blygon Jin's training is paying off well. And if you play, uh, played along too, let us know how you got along. Uh, I've got to say, when that Star Trek quote came up, it was like the sound of a thousand voices crying out in terror. And this show was nearly silenced because of it. Is Krennic the Senate? Was another highlight. Is the Senate a trick question? I am the Senate. Krennic. Can you imagine Krennic fronting up to Vader on Mustafar? Just, you know, pipe down Vader. I am the Senate. That would have been awesome. He would have died, but that would have been awesome. And I've got to say, there was so much... Hello there. At one point, I almost thought Ewan McGregor was just going to jump on and just start screaming, Hello there! Which wouldn't have made it any better, because that segment was wicked. So thank you so much for that, guys. Let's do it again one day. Thank you. So now we're moving on to Canon Character Spotlight, the segment of the show where Luke and myself, were handed a random character from the entirety of Canon, which covers every spectrum. And I mean random. We don't know who it is until until we go live on the show. 
Um, Luke has pre-recorded his segment, so take it away, brother. So for this week's Canon Spotlight, I have Jun. Jun was a human who held the title of Lord and knew Princess Leia Organa during her childhood. In the year 0 ABY, Jun was living on the planet Naboo and discovered that Organa had arrived there as part of her mission to rescue the survivors of her home world's destruction. Knowing that Organa was part of the Rebel Alliance and fearing that his kind would not fare well if the Galactic Empire was overthrown, Jun devised a scheme to have her killed. After locating the princess, he invited Organa and her companions back to his palace and informed them that the melodic order, the old Iranians that they sought, could be found in Club Deja in the city of Keren. Jun had previously had business with the club's owners, Mulsanaka, and ordered him to kill the princess and her friends. Organa managed to defeat the club owner and his thugs and returned to Jun demanding a starship as recompense for his betrayal. Notable appearances, Princess Leia comic series. Right, and I am out of here. I'm flying away. See you later, guys. Big love. May the force be with you, always. <laughs> this time he's finally out of there. He was, he was on a plane, jet plane. Uh, I do know when we're going to see him again, but he's going to be back soon. Thank you very much for that, Luke. And who was I bestowed? I was given Captain Moden Kennedy, a human male who served as a naval officer in both the Galactic Empire and the First Order. During the reign of the Empire, Kennedy commanded a Star Destroyer, Solicitude of the Imperial Starfleet. He later joined the First Order, becoming captain of the Siege Dreadnought Fulminatrix, a capacity in which he served during the evacuation of Dakar. To his irritation, however, he had to put up with the crew of the Formulatrix, who were younger than him, and in Kennedy's view, inexperienced and arrogant. Kennedy also detested serving under the command of General Armitage Hux, a First Order officer younger than him. Uh, Kennedy, along with everybody else on his ship, were killed in a resistance bombing run led by Poe Dameron in the space battle above Dakar. Notable appearance, The Last Jedi. Uh, I loved Moden Kennedy in this. He's a real throwback to those grumpy old um, officers from the from the uh, rebellion, from the rebellion, from the empire, and Mark Lewis Jones did such a great job with that. I'd love to see more Kennedy. We've got thirty years to fill in, guys, between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens. Give us more Kennedy. Also, shout out to the fact that General Hux is called Armitage. Uh, we'll never get tired of that little nugget. So, um, to end, we have a poem from the poet laureate of the show, Star Wars poetry, aka Curtis Smith. It's called Integral, and here it is. Integral. Best friends since 77, we grieve with you now, Hans, in heaven. Your journey's not through, Porgs and Falcon too. Before Ray's done, she'll need a henchman. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. What nice words and a nice tribute to Peter Mayhew, uh, the man behind Chewbacca. Thank you again, Curtis, for for your poems, and I'm looking forward to see what you have in the coming weeks and months. Now that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. Where can the world find us online, Master Blywalker? 
Well, they can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session. That's with no S at the end, at Star Wars Session on Twitter. Uh, they can also slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions, one word, Star Wars Sessions. Or feel free to drop us a voice note or message or email, whatever, to our email address, sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And we're also on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever your jam is. And everywhere in this galaxy you can find a podcast. And if you love our show, please leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts. Again, it's not us begging. It just really helps the show get out there more and lets more people enjoy it like you guys do as well. So uh, it helps us more than you know. Yeah, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, tell your mates, tell everyone, the more the merrier. So get your galactic grandmas on board. This is the podcast you're looking for. But sadly, until next time from me, it's see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. <sighs> Always. Club.